Welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me as always is my gorgeous little Christmas Carol. <laughs> How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is December 21st, 1996. It is our last show before Christmas. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. And it is our last show before the end of the year. This is and our Happy last New show year. of 1996. Happy New Year. So next time we record, it will be 1997. That's right. 1997. What a, it's a weird year, right? Like, it's weird. I don't Why? know. It, it, 90, I mean, I this isn't a pun, but it seems like an odd year. We're not even there yet, and it seems like an odd year. Just, I don't know. 1995 had such a, like, 94, you know, felt like a... Like, hey, it's 94. 95 just felt like a nice, um, like, you know, even year and stuff like that. 1996, you know, normal. Even when I think forward and I think to the future to 98, that seems pretty normal. 97 seems like, I don't know, just like an odd duck. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Like, seriously, are you trying to say you're having some kind of premonition? that this is going to be a bad year because no 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 no. i'm not even talking about what the year is going to be i'm just talking about 97 like number 97 yes like writing out 97 i'm just talking about saying hey it's 97 okay like i can see myself like 95 i was like hey it's 95 96 this year i was like 96 seems like it just flows right and when that, when I, like i said when i look to the future i think 98 i'm like hey it's 98 you know that seems like a normal thing to say. 97, it just seems weird. It's well, 97. Get used to it, because it's going to be 97 for a whole year. I know. 12 months, Carol. <laughs> anyway, we got a packed show. We do. We can't, we can't sit here debating uh, what numbers sound like. I know that we have a massive love. We do. We have a lot of massive love. And we have a few. Well, we have more news articles than we usually do. Oh, my goodness. Um. I would say kind of like if you guys remember any of you that were here and remember back to like 94 and like back then when we used to do a lot more news than we do now. But television has okayed its self-rating system, Carol. Has it? The FCC approval needed to put symbols on screen in program lists. So here are the new ratings for television. Okay, it's let's gonna be, hear it. Gonna be kind of like the kind of like the movies, sort of. So there's TVY that's okay. suitable for children of all ages. TVY seven suitable for children seven and older. Material may be more appropriate for children able to distinguish between make believe and reality. <laughs> Program may include mild mild physical or comedic violence. Or may frighten children under seven. TVG, suitable for all audiences. <laughs> so what the fuck? <laughs> this program contains little or no violence, no strong language, and little or no sexual dialogue or situations. So what's the difference between Y and G? I don't know. 
Is why specifically for children? Because this says suitable for all audiences. Maybe. TV PG, parental guidance is suggested. Programs may contain frequent coarse language, limited violence, some suggestive sexual dialogue in situations. And then instead of going with TV R mm-hmm. or TV PG 13, like you would think, TV 14. What the fuck? Program may, uh, uh, may be inappropriate for children under 14. Program may contain sophisticated themes, strong language, and sexual content. And then there's TVM. Mature. Only for madams, actually. Uh, people, that, <laughs> people that run brothels. Oh, okay. No, TVM, designed to be viewed by adults and therefore may be unsuitable for children under 17. Program may contain profane language, graphic violence, and explicit sexual conduct. I think the people that came up with this are weird because, like, what is <laughs> the too. difference between a six-year-old and a seven-year-old. And what is the right. difference between a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old, really? Right, exactly. I agree. Like, make it, like, three categories. Jeez. So, beginning early next year, 97, <laughs> still weird to say, most TV shows from the mighty Morphin Power Rangers to Oprah will carry on-screen ratings, some of those used in the movie theater industry. So what they're going to do is, uh, for about 30 seconds at the beginning of every program, in the bottom right-hand corner, they're going to, or the upper right-hand corner, they're going to have this rating. So be on the ball, parents. That first 30 seconds is very important. That's right. If you see a PG-14 and your child's 13, get, get them out, out of there. out of that room. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, your your kids probably aren't listening to our shows either. Right. But, Carol, you know what I am looking forward to? What? Uh, Hooters. Are you? Yeah. That sounds you looking like to, a uh, issue. <laughs> are you looking to get a job, Carol? Because uh, there is a Hooters. I'm, you're qualified. <laughs> wow. You are. Um, not every woman's qualified. You're qualified. Uh, Hooters <laughs> is coming to Roseville, Troy, Sterling Heights, Taylor, Flint, and Muskegon. Wow. We're sitting at Hooters in Roseville, taking in the scene, and per- Are ya? perusing the menu when our Hooter girl wa- wanders over. I saw you looking at me and I thought you were ready. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't quite ready to order. But isn't looking what Hooters is all about? If we weren't looking at our server, would we really be participating in the Hooters experience? And did I mention that we're looking, despite our lack of interest in things Hooter-esque? We're just getting into the exploitative spirit. Oh, okay. This is written by some dude named John Tanishchuk. So he's either gay or married. Right, yeah. I visited two different Hooters locations, Roseville, where several members of the city council voted against transferring the liquor license, and Troy, where another group of civic-minded citizens tried to keep the city Hooterless. Wow. Yes, Hooters is selling much more than chicken wings and potato skins, but whether you approve or disapprove, uh, and then I didn't, uh, I'm, I'm not turning to page 8D to finish it, but uh, he gives tutor, Hooters tutors. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a whole different kind of restaurant. Ew. He gives Hooters two out of four stars. Oh, wow. Have you, Carol, my lovely, 
not worked at because I know you've never worked at one with the tight white or tight white shirt or whatever they wear. The owl on it, right? But have you ever been to a Hooters restaurant? No. No, interesting. Mm-mm. Never been to Hooters. Have you? No, they just opened up, so I have not uh, experienced the Hooters experience. So, um, do you want to? Not particularly. I have the only Hooter girl I named <laughs> here. Good answer. But uh, no, I mean, it's not. It's not something that really interests me. Uh, And then I've got one more piece of news here, Carol. Let's see if this interests you. Uh, Eeny, meeny, miny, beanies. Forget Tickle Me Elmo. We can't because Mm -hmm. it's everywhere. Many kids prefer the simpler do-nothing beanie babies. Oh, wow. Okay. Have you heard of beanie babies? I have. What do you think of beanie babies? They're cute. Like, I have a couple. I know I'm not a child, but, like, they're cute, and I like to put them up on my shelf and look at them. And they have little names on this little heart tag that tells you a little bit about them. Yeah, I can see in this newspaper that there's... So I don't have any Beanie Babies. I think my mom might have a couple Beanie Babies, but I see it says Ty on the tag. T-Y? Uh-huh. Is it T-Y or Ty? I don't know. There's a Ladybug... There's a, what looks like a platypus, <laughs> a gorilla, um, a lobster, a little cat, an alligator, and a goldfish. Well, I have a lobster and a cat. Everybody knows Beanie Babies are hot. Apparently I'm out of, apparently I'm out of the loop. Sorry, Ebony Reed of the Detroit Free Press. Yeah, what rock are you living under? Uh, Get with the plush toys. Right. Especially Metro Detroit retailers struggling to keep them in stock. But why, in an age of high technology, would kids want miniature beanbag animals that don't talk or wiggle or giggle when tickled? Because they're cute. The answer? They're affordable at $5. (laughs) (laughs) Collectible and really cute. Adorable. Yeah. I mean, uh, beanie babies. So, if I was looking to buy a couple last-minute gifts for you, Carol... You would suggest that I get on the beanie baby train? Well, I'm not saying all that. I mean, they're cute. And, like, my mom and my grandma gave me some, but Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you need to start buying them for me. Beanie babies. That would be weird. Little bean bags. So they're, like, they're like bears, But they're not bears. They're all different kinds? Yeah. There's lots of little different animals, and they're all cute. All right. Well, maybe maybe I'll check out some. So I've, I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I haven't I haven't actually like seen or played with any of them or whatever because you know, I'm not a little kid and I'm not a collector of stuff in general. I think my mom has like I said I think my mom has some cuz my mom likes to collect shit. So. Yeah, I know my friend uh Claudette's family likes to collect dolls yeah. and they've started with the Beanie Babies. Shout out to Claudette. They have a lot of dolls and stuffed animals and stuff in that house. Well, that's good. Is it? I don't know. Is it's it? It's kind of creepy. Like, dolls creep me out. You know, when I was little, I had a shelf that went all the way around my room. It had all my stuffed animals and dolls and stuff on it. Oh, yeah? And I felt like they were all just fucking staring at me all the time. <laughs> they were ringed around you. Yeah. Just waiting to attack. <laughs> Holy shit. Imagine if it was Toy Story, Carol. <laughs> right. 
That would have been awful. Uh, anyway, so now, Carol, do you know what time it is? Massive love time, it's my favorite time, time of the year. for massive love. The last massive love of 1996. Yay. Get ready for the best of episode next week, everybody, because it's going to be good. I bet there'll be some massive love in that episode. Actually, I don't think I'd put any massive love Are you in serious? How could you do a best of with no massive love? I don't know. That's I, not possible. I don't think... I don't, you I failed I'm, to capture the best of, Mark. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're 49 and over, and hugging and kissing is what you've been missing, and if you like music, movies, dining out too, I'm the one for you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I think this person sounds like a greeting card or something. Right. Seriously. They they work at Hallmark. Hugging and kissing is what you've been missing. And if you like music, movies, and dining, too, I'm the one for you. Yep. I mean, it's... it's uh, Cute-ish, I guess, if yeah. you're into that sort I, of thing. It seems like if you're 49 and older, though, do you... Is that what you're going to respond to? <laughs> I, I don't think at any age that's what I would respond to. Maybe if you were like 16. Mm. 14? TV 14? Nope. What about TV PG? <laughs> Are there Beanie Babies involved? Because then were, maybe. If you were seven. <laughs> uh, listen to this one. Let me cover your eyes, Carol. Imagine a tall, dark, handsome white male. You are feminine, 20 to 40, and curious. I am not curious, sir. Sorry. Let me cover your eyes. Let That's me. how he starts his fucking <laughs> ad. I mean, there's so much wrong with that statement. First of all, are you ugly? Right. I mean, like, what are we hiding the eyes from? Uh, he's tall. Well, he does. He doesn't say he is. He says, "Imagine a tall, dark, right. white male." <laughs> the he's, reality is a, a tiny troll. He's a short, fat <laughs> right. uh, Asian male, <laughs> right? Oh my goodness! Cover your eyes. And then, I mean, taking a step further, are we now getting he's into Quasimodo? Right. But are we now getting into like the dominatrix? I don't know what what's happening here. You are feminine, twenty to twenty to forty. That's a pretty see. You got to make the net wide when you want somebody who's going to respond to. Let me cover your eyes, right? And curious. You have to be curious. I think you'd have to be curious, (laughs) very curious to fall for this. Yeah. (laughs) Sure, blindfold me, Mister. Let's go somewhere in your car. Oh my god! Why don't you just like that's like. Prepackaging for a serial killer, right? right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh my god, that's like those people that tell you, uh, you know, play dead for uh, if, if a bear's coming after you, right? It's like, yeah, like a, <laughs> like a bear's gonna give a shit. Oh goodness, European guy, twenty nine, slim, well built, is looking for young, attractive girls, plural. Oh geez, eighteen plus. To go out with and have some fun. You'll enjoy me and my accent. Will I? Because I'm not so sure. What what European country are you from? <laughs> what accent is it? He could be he could be Spanish. Romanian. Could be a Spanish accent. 
It could be uh it could it could be French, you could say uh you stupid American. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be he could be Romanian, he could say uh, Slobodan Milosevic. <laughs> he could be German. Yeah, yeah, he could be German. <laughs> very much so, yeah. There are many, many countries in Europe. He that could... is very suspicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm from parts unknown. <laughs> but he could be English. Right, no. yeah. Here's the thing though, like so so he could uh he could be he could be from uh you know London or uh he could he could be from Northern Ireland. You know, he could be Northern <laughs> Irish. Or he could be Irish, like that, you know. Mm-hmm. He could be Scottish or he could have the worst accent of all, Wales. <laughs> <laughs> What's Wales sound like? Oh jeez. <laughs> right. Gobbledygook. Have you ever seen a Welsh sign? Uh, no. No offense to Tom Jones who is Welsh, but no thanks. Um, but yeah, I mean, where's he from? He could be from Belgium. Could be from uh, the Netherlands. Italian. We forgot Italian. Oh, yeah. oh bellissima. I could be Italian, huh? Point point to this big, you know, hunk of land on the map. Right. Somewhere in there. Yeah. That's like saying I'm from Earth. Right. You'll enjoy my accent. <laughs> and he's looking for young, attractive girls, eighteen and over. Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah, because he wants to take them back to Europe. He wants, yeah, he wants a harem. <laughs> All right. Um, wait a second. I want to do this one first. We'll finish off on this other one. Um, attractive, intelligent, refined, Caribbean, African American, female, model slash master gardener, seeks shy gentleman, non-smoking, loves fine arts and cultural activities. Wow. This is a whole picture, Carol. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Attractive, intelligent, okay, refined. That's that's a very specific adjective. Yes. That's like, I am snobby. <laughs> Caribbean, African-American. So, are you, are you half Caribbean and half African-American? And what part of the Caribbean? Like, about the Bahamas? So is she Bahaman, half and half African-American? Or is she a descendant, uh, like, you know, because Africans, slaves and and stuff like that, came, and and free uh, Africans, I do believe as well, came to the islands, uh, the Caribbean islands. Um, So is that what she's saying, is that her ancestry is African- but she, she and several generations have lived in the Caribbean. I guess that would be a good topic of conversation for their first date. But Is she too refined for it's that? It's a little that weird. Female, model. So she's a model slash master gardener. Yeah, she's a very particular person. What does that mean? Uh, does she make a living as a model? And ma'am, if you are, first of all, she's in the Detroit area. Right. Well, there's models. No, I know, but like she's Caribbean and African American, but she lives here now. Like it's just the whole thing's weird. But if you're a professional model, then why are you putting it in the paper? That's a very good question. What kind of model? Maybe she's a master gardener and she models her garden. Mm, Maybe, but yeah, I don't like. You're not making a living being a master gardener. What does that mean? (laughs) Oh, I don't she know. She a groundskeeper? I'm, I'm I'm picturing a lot of weird things. She seeks a shy gentleman. And that's a weird he thing to be looking for. Must be shy. 
Why? He wants a shy guy. That's weird. Like in Super Mario Brothers 2, <laughs> she wants a shy guy. She wants a challenge. Maybe, or maybe she just doesn't like somebody talking back. <laughs> maybe she wants to put some dude in his place. Maybe. Gotta be non-smoking. Love, oh, lover of the fine arts and cultural activities. Well, there you go back with the refineness. So that that know. does make sense. I mean, I don't think there's too much inconsistency here. No. She's just a very particular kind of person looking for a very particular kind of person. Agreed. And it's but it's so weird and interesting. Yeah, it's not funny so much as it's just a really interesting article. Yes. Uh, and then the last one here. Speaking of funny. Handicapped. All right. That's a way to start. Handicapped white male, 35, non-wheelchair user. Okay. And walker. Can walk. Good for you. Drive, go out, educated, professional job, seeking white female, good relationship. In what way is he handicapped? Exactly. What are you talking about? Like, he says he's handicapped. He starts off, I am handicapped. (laughs) I am a proud handicapped person. But I'm done. And this fucking wheelchair. Fuck that. I I I can walk. I am a walker. <laughs> then how are you handicapped? Well, I mean, handicapped brain? can mean <laughs> different things. I know it can, but like, what's he talking about? <laughs> well, he has a professional job too. Yeah, he he can walk. He can drive. He can go out. He can go out, <laughs> he Carol. Can go out. He's educated. I hope so. <laughs> He's educated, and you're right. Professional job. What does that mean? Every job's professional. Every job's a profession. But I mean, truly, if he's educated and has a job and is mobile, then whatever kind of handicap he has. He's mobile. <laughs> what a what a thing to put in your dating profile. I just, I'm mobile. <laughs> well, I think that sounds better than I'm a walker. <laughs> that's like that's like a kid at school, like <laughs> Do you take the bus or do you walk? I'm a walker. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking like a toddler. I'm a walker now. Uh, and he says walker can walk. <laughs> Steve defines what a walker is. Oh my goodness! I kind of want to meet this guy. I want to find out what is wrong with him because it's so. I, there's something obviously wrong because that's how he starts the ad. Right. Well, what he's seeking, Carol, is a white female. That's it. That's all it says. Seeking white female, semicolon, good relationship. What does that mean? You want a good relationship? <laughs> you want a girl that wants a good relationship? Like, you don't want someone coming in and be like, yeah, I want a shitty relationship. And he only wants a white female, and that's the only thing he cares about, so it sounds like he's a little racist. <laughs> Can she be handicapped? <laughs> what if she used a wheelchair? What if she wasn't a walker? Right? right? She's not mobile. <laughs> She is immobile, but I guess she can't run away from you then. Right. And he could say, cover your eyes. Well, he didn't say he's a runner now. He's a walker. Maybe that's the handicapped. He can't run. Maybe he can't turn left. Oh, my God. And that's his <laughs> Maybe he's blind. I guess. But like, why wouldn't you just come out and say that? Yeah, blind. Not handicapped. Remember Richard Pryor in uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil? I'm like him. (laughs) I'm not the Gene Wilder character who was the Hear No Evil. Because he was deaf. What a good movie. I did not see it. Speaking of good movies, Carol. 
Yes, we saw a good movie. We saw a good. I wouldn't call this a film. This you is, wouldn't? This is solidly a movie. Okay. No, well, I'm okay. Maybe. Maybe it's a film. There are themes going on here. It's it's smart. But I think this this movie earns the moniker of movie. This is grab some fucking popcorn. Yeah. Sit in a crowded theater with people reacting to the screen and watch this movie and have a ball because this movie is a scream. <laughs> It's scream. Boo. Oh, sorry to scare you, everybody. But it's, uh, it is scream. Wes Craven's scream. It, um, it, it started out pretty, uh, it gets you right from the beginning. Oh, yeah. It's an intense, intense movie. But it's, well, the beginning's kind of intense. The rest of it is kind of, it's really brilliant. So lots of things are going on here. First of all, did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was great. We talked, uh, man, it doesn't seem like that long ago, but we talked a little while ago about um, Wes Craven and how horror movies suck now Mm -hmm. and how he reinvented the franchise twice with Last House on the Left and uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And now I think... He did it again because this is the first good horror movie I've seen in a long time. And it's very different than any other horror movie I've ever seen. How is it different? Because to me, it feels like it's kind of almost making fun of, you know, the prior horror movies. That's how it's different. Okay. So it's incredibly self-referential. I think, remember we watched that very terrible Nightmare on Elm Street sequel? I think it was yes. called, uh, was it called Freddy's Dead or, I think no, I think it was the other one. It was uh, New Nightmare. That's what it was called, New Nightmare. And it was like Heather Langenkamp was there and it was like, it was partially the real world and the Nightmare on Elm Street stuff was just a movie, but then like it was coming into the real world. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was terrible. I feel like Wes Craven had a glimmer of an idea that was good there. And that movie didn't work. And he said, you know what? I want to rework this, though. Like, we don't need the whole Nightmare on Elm Street baggage to bring along with it. But I want to I want to deconstruct the horror genre in a way that hasn't been done before. And that's what this movie is. Because they're talking about... Oh, the rules don't say I'll be I'll be back. Right. You know, um, you got to be a virgin. They they're they're saying right to the audience. We know this is a horror movie and this is the stuff that everyone sees in horror movies. This is the formula of every horror movie. And we're going to flip all that around like the crazy guy screaming in the video store. Literally. There's a formula. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And it's it's brilliant. Yeah. It's a brilliant, like, deconstruction. And it really, like, it basically, I, I it, to me, it kills the slasher genre. Mm-hmm. The I'm a guy with a knife. I'm going to, like, you know, kill somebody. Like, this is the only original way to do that left. Yeah. And they did it. Uh, Well, Wes Wes Craven did it, specifically. Reinvented the genre of horror for a third time. Good job, Wes Craven. Um, 
I do have a question, though. Mm-hmm. Why is this movie coming out now? <laughs> Around Christmas? Like, what? you know, it's like, uh, um, there'll be scary ghost stories and tales <laughs> of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. You know that? Yeah. Is that what they're talking about? Like... Is are, like just tradition for horror movies to come out around Christmas. I know that around Halloween is not like the biggest time of year for movies because it's not the summer, which like a lot of the big blockbusters come out in the summer. Right. And then some some bigger movies or art artistic movies like that English Patient movie that we Ugh. saw will come out like like right like after Thanksgiving and then up through Christmas because people go see movies around Christmas time. Um, and then the rest of the year is kind of like, mm, you know, maybe there'll be some good movies. Maybe there won't be some good movies. There'll always <clears> be movies, though. Right. But release this around Halloween. Can we Can we please just... We had to watch that fucking... What was it? Uh, Michael Myers shit. Halloween right. 6 or whatever it was. Um, can we just have a good horror movie around Halloween? Apparently not. Because they want to cash in on the Christmas crowd. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, so regardless of that, though, it'd be better talking about this around the spookies time of the year. And I'm not just talking about tax season. Um, but uh, instead, we're going to talk about it now because this is when it came out. Um, what was your so? What was your favorite part? Let's just let's just go with that. What was your favorite part of this movie? My favorite part. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or who? I huh? No, go ahead. I think at the end, when um, one of the villains is uh, dying. Yeah, let's not spoil it. By the way, what? Just in case you. No, no, no. You can talk. You can say what you were going to say, but let's not spoil who it is. Just in case anybody hasn't seen it. Okay, but it was. It's kind of hilarious to me. Like they're now. I'm now. I'm, I don't know how to talk because I don't. No, 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 no. You can talk. Go ahead. <clears throat> So, like, the two guys, there are two killers, mm-hmm. and they are cutting it. What? Okay. Let's just spoil it then. Well, come on. That's, okay, like, the whole point of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. We have spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie, go see the movie. <laughs> and then come back. Right. Okay, go ahead. <sighs> okay. So there's two killers, and in order to try Matthew to... Lillard and uh, fucking what's his name Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. So I lost my thought now. They're stabbing each other. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. To try to like act like they're innocent, mm-hmm. they're cutting each other up. Right. And Skeet Ulrich cuts up Matthew Lillard a little too good. I think he meant to. He seems more evil. Oh yeah, for sure. He was definitely the ringleader of this whole thing. And he's like, hey, man, I, I think I'm dying here. Right. <laughs> like, just watching him suffer. It was hilarious. Like, I was laughing. <laughs> I know that sounds well, he awful. Is, but... He is kind of, he is funny, though. Yeah. Because at one point he picks up the phone and he's talking to Sydney and he's like, oh, hey, Sid. <laughs> and she's like, I'm, he's like, did you really call the police? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, my parents are going to kill me. Yeah, my parents are going to be so mad at me. Right. It's like, yeah, you murdered people. What are you talking about? <laughs> Do you think he killed anyone himself? Because I don't know that he did. Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, it sounds like they both killed her mother together. Yeah, I think so. And he's definitely helping out with uh, doing the, the, the voices, voices and, stuff, and doing yeah. the phone calls and stuff like that. But 
like every time we see an attack, and then we see then we see Skeet Ulrich almost immediately, and I yeah. think it's like I think he's the killer most of the time. Yeah, he definitely kills. Uh, what's her name? Her Tat- friend Tatum, I think is her name or something. Uh, Rose McGowan. Yeah, but I think her character's name's Tatum or something like that. I think I heard her call him Tatum. That was one of my favorite scenes too, honestly. Though when she gets because of her because it was so funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> She has quite the boobs. Um, but, I mean, it was kind of funny because it's so ridiculous. It is very ridiculous. Because <laughs> she's crawling to try to get away from him through the pet door mm-hmm. in the garage. First of all, who has a pet door in their garage? Yeah, they, here, get out of the cold and into the cold garage. <laughs> Where's that dog going from there? Right. And uh, he just uses the automatic button and moves the garage door up, and it smushes her head. And that door is strong enough to lift... A, I mean, I know she's thin, like, but she's got to weigh like 110 pounds or something. Yeah. Um. So that, do- that door is strong enough to lift a whole human being up and then crush her head. I can't put the fucking garage door down if a leaf is in the... Right? In, in the, the, the door frame, or even 10 feet away from the door frame, and you're telling me this garage door is crushing her head? Yeah, like, I'm sorry, if it hits resistance, I'm pretty sure it's going to stop. Yep. The only kind of garage door you have to be afraid of is the non-automatic garage doors. Yeah, the ones that just drop. Like, my my one friend uh, got whacked in the head with a big old steel garage door. Oh, wow, yeah. Getting, getting put down. Because they pushed it down, and then somebody went... Hey, and called their attention to tell them to get out of the way. <laughs> and so they froze and they got it. And see, that might have been a good scene if she was like trying, like she was injured and trying to crawl away. And then you just see the killer behind her, like pull the chain and the garage door just goes boom. Yeah, that would have been good. And yes. then lops her head off or something. But that would have been not accomplishing the goal of this movie because it's making fun of itself. That's true. It is definitely making fun of itself. And I also love how the killers get their ass kicked all the time. <laughs> yeah. Like every scene that they're in, even when they successfully kill someone, they're getting hit in the balls and like getting uh, like vases thrown at them and shit. And they're reacting. They're not supernatural. So they're reacting realistically yeah, to a way people. a person would. Exactly. If you kick me in my nuts, do I not barf? <laughs> exactly. But uh, so Drew Barrymore, as you as you yes. pointed out, Drew Barrymore, the beginning of this movie here, <clears throat> uh, very, very good, tense beginning. So I, I love that they he sets the atmosphere where it's brutal, uh, intense. It's very clear that this is a love story and an homage to to um, horror movies, right? Um, and all of that's established in the, in this first scene, uh, and then the rest of the movie tonally mm. is lighter in tone yeah. than this first scene, but it still establishes the tone pretty well. I think this first scene is kind of letting you know that you have to take these killers seriously because I think mm-hmm. without it, you wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. And I think it's very, that's a very good point. And I think it's, I think it's well placed because of that. Um, now, Drew Barrymore originally was going to be the lead oh, in really? this movie. What happened? Um, I think she had uh, some sort of uh, scheduling conflict or she was doing another movie or something like that, but she wasn't able to do it. Um, but Wes Craven, I guess, still wanted to work with her. 
and said, do you want to be the, you know, you want to be in the beginning of the movie? And she's like, she said, well, I'll be in it uh, if I, you know, like just film for a day or whatever because of whatever scheduling conflict she had. She's like, I'll, I'll be in it, but I want to die in the movie. <laughs> so like, you know, this scene got constructed and that's, you know, it's huh. like, it's almost like a little mini movie where she's the... A star, you know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. That's why it feels so different because it's actually just kind of pushed in there. Yeah, but it's but like you said, I do think it's well placed and and almost necessary to to give them the menace needed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they just seem like goofballs because they fail mostly. Yeah, <laughs> they succeed sometimes, but they mostly fail in this movie. Yeah, he tries to kill Sydney more than once and fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who? Because it's not Drew Barrymore is um, uh, Nev Campbell or whatever her name is Nev <laughs> Campbell. Yeah, the girl from the craft who had the burns. That's right, and she was also in uh, Party of Five. Remember we mm-hmm. watched that show, Party of Five. Yeah, I don't know why it's a Party of Five, but yes. Well, that's the name of the show. <laughs> you know what you do? Because there's five kids. That's you why. weirdo. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, she's the star, and she plays the prototypical final girl. They talk about um, Jamie Lee Curtis a few times, who's been in a few horror movies uh, in her time, and she's, uh, you know, she was like the first or the original whatever scream queen, Mm -hmm. final girl, survivor. Yeah, they're showing her clips on the screen and stuff. So, yeah, it's funny. Well, it's funny, too, at the beginning where they're talking about scary movies, and he's like, you know, oh, you like scary movies? And she's like, yeah, you know, I love scary movies. And he's like, what's your favorite? You know, and she says, she says Halloween. So Halloween gets a lot of love mm-hmm. in this movie, as as it should. Halloween's probably the the originator of the slasher genre, like the first guy with a knife that's you know kind of supernatural or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that was the first one. And then she's like, he's like, guess what mine is? And she says. A Nightmare on Elm Street, which Wes Craven obviously <laughs> made. And she's like, oh, you know, is that the... He's like, oh, is that the guy with the, the knives for his fingers? He's like, yeah, Freddy Krueger. And she, he's like, oh, it was good. It was scary. And she's like, well, the first one was good. The rest of them sucked. <laughs> which is funny because Wes Craven had little to do with most of the rest of them. Mm. Uh, and, you know, the one that he did, the last one did suck. It did. I like... Part three, I think there's like, um, so the second one is, uh, the second one's kind of a mess. It's, I don't know, there's a lot of weird things about the second one. But the third and fourth one, I think it is, or it might be the third, fourth, and fifth, form kind of like a weird trilogy. And I think most, when most people think about Freddy Krueger and what they think of Freddy Krueger, it comes from like part three and part four. Because it's the Dream Warriors and I think Freddy's back or I don't know what the fourth one's called. But that's the one where it's the most like creative mm-hmm. where he he's puppeteering a dude and stuff like that, yeah. you know, and like those are the like the creative kills. I love it. And his little quips like, um, you know, welcome to prime time, bitch, <laughs> you know, or whatever that like that's. That's where that kind of stuff comes from. So I do actually like those ones. Yeah. Even if Wes Craven doesn't particularly seem to like them. You know, I did notice a similarity between the main killer dude and the boyfriend in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. 
Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, yeah, Skeet Ulrich is, looks a little... Yeah, it looks a little like a... Um, like a youthful Johnny Depp. But he was dressed similarly and they were both suspected yeah, the of white t-shirt murder and, and got arrested. And, yeah. you know, I mean, one of them, it was true. But Good points. Yeah. So, but that, I mean, then it was all Wes Craven. So. Did you figure it out? Did you figure out who the killers were before no, the end? Not at all. So I suspected Matthew Lillard because I was thinking they were very much in our face with Skeet Ulrich. Like, like I mean, the... The one guy, Jamie Kennedy, the guy that works at the video store, is all like, um, oh, uh, look at that fucking guy. He's a fucking killer. Look at him. <laughs> like, he's basically shot. Like you say, he's basically shouting in that video store. That guy's, that guy's the killer. Yeah. And I was like, that's very, that's very on the nose. So I'm like, I was, I kind of almost discounted him completely. And, but I was th- looking for someone in the background that wasn't so obvious. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. Maybe that maybe that Matthew Lillard because he's he's just kind of there and he doesn't really say or do much else. Yeah. So I thought maybe he could be one of you know a killer. I didn't think oh there's going to be two killers. And then after Skeet Ulrich gets attacked and it looks like he's dead, and then he stumbles down the stairs. I was like, mm, wait a minute, <laughs> what's what's going on here? Like we thought he was dead and he's still alive. What's up with this? Yeah, because it looks like he got stabbed real good. Yeah. And he was like, oh, Sydney. You know? And then she gives him the gun, and then that's when we find out. But I was surprised there were two of them. When I, when they first, when it for, first was revealed it was him, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, it was, it was him all along. It was like hide in plain sight. And then she runs into Matthew Lillard, and I was like, oh, no, his face doesn't look right either. Like, <laughs> yeah. So that that's when I kind of got it. But, I mean... There was one other thing I want to say. I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fonzie's in this. Yes. He plays the principal. He He's excellent in the very few scenes that he's in where he's talking about, your principal loves you. <laughs> they, they did miss a trick, though, because at one point he looks into the mirror mm-hmm. and he adjusts his hair a little bit, and they should have had him like go to adjust his hair and then stop and just go, oh, yeah. That's- yeah. I'm perfect. That Just like Fonzie. <laughs> yeah, he was amusing, for sure. He expels two kids for putting on fucking Ghostface. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I kind of agree. I mean, that was, it seems like maybe a bit of an overreaction, but I mean, that was very insensitive. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Because she just got attacked. The people are shitting all over Nev Campbell this entire yeah. movie. She's in the bathroom at one point, and they're like, uh, two, two cheerleaders are talking, like, oh yeah, her mom was a fucking whore. Because her mom had gotten killed, like, a year before, like, to the day when right. the movie ends. And um, and she fingered the wrong guy for it. Yeah. Someone named Cotton Weary. Because what? a normal name is Cotton Weary. Yeah, like, what, what, what is wrong with this place? But, I mean, like I said, it, it is, you know, the country or whatever. It's, right. People get named weird shit he like named Cotton. Their son, Cotton. <laughs> uh, I named him after the thing I love most. <laughs> Brings me money. Um, and you know the girl who plays Monica in Friends. What's her yeah, name? yeah, yeah. Courtney. Courtney. Courtney Cox. Yeah, she she plays the reporter who is like she's very the, good in this. Yeah, too. she is, but she's like the nemesis of Dev Campbell. A little bit, yeah. But they come together. Um, and then she's also, she's with, 
David Arquette a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Patricia Arquette's brother and Dewey. Um, I can't remember their dad's name. Uh, their dad was on a TV show um, and in several movies, but their their father, Father Arquette, was like the <laughs> you know the first one. Papa Arquette. I can't remember his first name, but a legendary actor. Um, but yeah, so that he's. Um, they're together a lot, and they have really good chemistry. They have kind of like yeah, a flirtatious thing going on, you know, and stuff like that. And they, they they have really good chemistry on screen together, so it's nice to see. I loved the line when she says, "Well, you know, the ratings show that I'm most popular with the boys between 12 and 24," which is weird. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and he's 25, and she's like, "I must have just missed you," mm-hmm. and he's like, "I was 24 for a whole year." Right. <laughs> It's so a good. Cute. It's a good line. I love it. Uh, and everybody's everybody is funny in this. Yeah. Without like the main cast, anyway. Everybody's funny in this without trying to be funny. This movie is my kind of humor. Yeah, because it doesn't hit you over the head with the jokes. It's not trying too hard to be funny. It's not trying too hard to be slick and sophisticated. It just is. Yeah. And I see. I think this is going to be one of those movies that's parodied a lot, copied a lot, almost like Pulp Fiction, where I think people are going to try to make their own version of this movie, oh. and they're going to try to make it slick, I hope and not. they're going to try to make it funny, and then it's not going to be funny, and it's not going to be slick or cool or hip, because they're trying too hard. This movie just is like, Wes Craven was like, I want to say something about the horror genre, and they got a fantastic cast. Yeah. Everyone in this is, is excellent. Yeah. This movie just kind of hit it. You know, it, it, it did exactly what it was trying to it's do. It's one of those perfect storm kind of movies. It's almost, I don't throw this out here there a lot. It's almost a perfect movie, yeah. I think. It's kind of like the Ghostbusters, where the Ghostbusters was like, to me, it go, the Ghostbusters is one of those perfect movies mm-hmm. where it's like, Dan Aykroyd wanted to make one thing, and uh, Harold Ramis and um, John Landis wanted to make something else, and then um, Bill Murray would just wanted to make jokes, and like they all kind of wanted to make uh, a different thing, and it all kind of got twisted together into one thing, and it like almost by accident it becomes perfect, right? So to me, it's like, this is like that. I don't know what the circumstances were because we haven't heard enough about the production yet. We've heard a ton about the ghost original Ghostbusters production. Right. Because it's, you know, at this point, it's over a decade old. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know exactly what the circumstances were that came together to make this the way it is. But, yeah, it's to me, it's, it's pretty damn near perfect. That was a very good movie. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um... And obviously, it's a highly recommend from us. Although, if you haven't seen it and you listen to all of this, sorry, then you know, <laughs> then you know the secrets, the secrets of the ooze. Yeah, we we probably should have put the spoiler alert in a little sooner. That's all right. Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah. So I uh, feel like there was more I wanted to say about the movie, but I can't <clears throat> think of it. Oh. There was one other thing I wanted to say. Hmm. They throw some, go, you know, throwing back to our uh, 90210 show, they um, they throw Tory Spelling under the bus. Oh, yeah. Because they're talking about Nev Campbell's like, oh, um, someone was like, I bet in the movie version of this, 
you know, horrific stuff that's happening to you, uh, Meg Ryan will play you. And she's like, with my luck, it'll be Tori Spelling. Yeah, that was mean. I don't think Tori <laughs> Spelling's bad. I don't know why everybody gives her such a hard time. No, she's an easy target. Because <laughs> of her nose? <laughs> I just mean because her dad's a producer and like... It's very easy to be like, oh, that's why she got the the part, because her dad's a producer. Plus, you know, she's not the best actress in the world. She's not bad, though. She's not terrible. But anyway, that is is our episode for the week. That's our episode for the year, everybody. Well... Merry Christmas! You know, just because we're done recording for the year, there is still more coming for them, so... That's right. Best of. Tune in next week. For the best of, and then there will be a bloopers show as well the week after that. And then we'll be back second week of January. Yes. So happy. Yeah, second week of January. Or Merry Christmas. Not happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas. (laughs) Say it with your your accents, your European accents. I have no accent. Come on now. Um. Happy Happy Christmas. Anyway, <laughs> was that your attempt at a European accent? Merry Christmas. That was closer happy to the Southern accent that you tried that one time. Happy Christmas, y'all! <laughs> Write us at leapfee nineteen ninety four at aol.com. Uh huh. Check out our website at www.retroleapfee.com. That's right. And uh, tell your friends. All right, we will see you next year. Bye. Bye.